Alrighty guys, yo, 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 how we doing? Welcome back to the Mind Over Matter podcast. Hope you are having an amazing day. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. So, episode number nine. What is Anthony going to talk about today? What story is he going to tell us? Well, just kind of gave it away there. Today, I want to share a story with you guys. It's going to be a little bit more on the serious end, but I also want to throw some things in there that might make you giggle, just kind of have a good time, okay? So if you have the time, I would appreciate it if you could listen to this maybe on the way home or on the way to work. You just have time to listen to more of like a story type of podcast, okay? In today's episode, we're going to be talking about my depression and how I overcame depression, how it started, why I was depressed everything of that matter, okay? So let's start off back in 2019 when little Ant just graduated high school. Cool. Graduated high school, went straight into college, just like, you know, typical high school student who finishes high school. All right, it's time to go to college. And so that I did. Now, this is where I started to kind of get my first taste of WTF is life what the hell am I supposed to do, okay? Knowing myself, I never truly enjoyed school. I never really felt fulfilled in class, studying, taking an exam. None of that ever really fulfilled me. Knowing that in college was a hard thing for me to accept because up until that point, all I had ever known was graduate high school, go to college, get a good job, buy a house, get married, happy family, the end. Does that sound familiar to you? Because it's a lot of what we were told growing up, right? What I didn't know is that this didn't have to be your life. I thought it had to be, okay? So I still remember my first day of college. I went there right after the gym. My first class was at 8 so actually, I'm lying to you. I went after. I went to the gym after my class. So I went to class at 8.30 a.m. I was wearing a Lakers jersey, right? A jersey in a college classroom. Why? For some reason, I thought that was a good outfit, right? I went to the gym afterwards, and I just remember thinking, man, I have to do four years of this? Four years of sitting in a classroom, learning about things that did not interest me, just to take quizzes exams and things of that matter at the time i was okay with it i was like all right i did four years of high school what's four more years and then when i put it into perspective i'm gonna be doing school for eight years before i feel like i can get a good career going that started to haunt me a little bit now you guys know i always say Don't think too far ahead into the future. And I still stand by that. I don't think you should spend 90% of your day worrying about things that are going to happen in the future, things that could go wrong. If you listen to the Mindset Mentor podcast, great podcast, I highly recommend you go check it out. He mentioned that around 83% of the things that we worry about on a daily basis never happen. 83%. But we spend hours and hours and hours thinking about the worst possible scenario, right? 
you lose a client, guess what? That client is going to lead into 10 clients you lose. And after losing 10 clients, you're going to lose all of your clients. And after you lose all of your clients, your business is going to fail. And when your business fails, you're not going to have any money. So you're going to get evicted. And then you're going to get evicted. And then you can't pay your car note. So then your car is going to get taken, right? And it all started by one simple thought. And it's crazy how often that happens throughout the day. Now, for me, I can say I've conquered this. For the most part, I still catch myself in this thought pattern. But it's 99% less than it used to happen, right? Back when I was in college, okay? So I would think, oh my goodness, I don't like this job. What am I going to do? Am I, am I going to have to be here forever? Then how am I going to find a girlfriend? And, and if I don't enjoy my relationship because I'm not happy with my job, then is it going to work out? Am I going to get cheated on? Like these are all things that used to go through my mind, right? So after a few months of my first semester, I finished it. I made it through. Awesome. Cool. Got pretty good grades, right? School was never really a struggle for me. I never really had a hard time with school. Um, without trying, with falling asleep in classes, I was an A-B student, right? That's something I'm, I'm lucky to say. It wasn't really a struggle for me, right? In college, however, there was a lot more. I needed to pay attention. Actually pay attention in school. What? Who wants to do that, right? Sit down, pay attention, take notes. You had to do all of that or else you weren't going to succeed. That was the first taste of adulthood. Nobody's there to baby you anymore. You can't copy off of your friends. You can't steal their notes, right? You can't use their notes to your advantage. It is all on you. Your first taste of responsibility hits, okay? So after my first semester, the big C word virus hit. So I was like, all right, cool. This is a break. I got a year. I'm not going to school this year. And so I didn't go to school, right? This year, was one of the most difficult years of my life. This is where my depression started. So now that you have some context, okay, I want to get into why my depression started, where it got really bad, where I tried to take my life, and how I got out of that. All right, so I'm not proud to admit this, but in retrospect, it's pretty funny. It's I find it funny. It's something I can laugh at. It's not something I'm embarrassed about. It's something I can laugh at. So you can laugh at it as well. I'd love for you to laugh at this. But in 2020, I had seven jobs. Seven jobs. That is crazy, right? That means the most I was ever at a job was like, and, I, and the most I was at a job was like eight months. And for me, that was, a, that was a big thing. I was like, oh my goodness, I did this for eight months? Such a long time. That's amazing, right? But let's start off. I had Baskin Robbins, I had Payway, I had Dollar Tree, I had McDonald's, I had a warehouse, I had HEB, and then I had one more. I truly can't remember it, but that's six in one year. Wow. All right, so the fifth job, right, was where I kind of got settled. This was working at a warehouse. I made some great friends there. It was part of a gym community. I got to meet some cool people. And at that moment in my life, I was very anxious. I was very socially awkward. I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't hold a conversation. I couldn't hold eye contact. So I did feel left out a lot of the times, but by my own doing, I didn't know how to conversate with people. It wasn't their fault, right? It's kind of hard 
to talk to someone when they feel very awkward and then they just kind of get fidgety and they look around, they don't know what they're doing, right? That's the kind of person I was. So it must not have been easy for someone to talk to me that way, right? But I started to feel left out. I was like, oh my goodness, should I stay here? Should I not? I don't really have any friends. Would they even miss me? These are things I would ask myself, right? Not that any of it mattered, but that just goes to show you where my mindset was at that time. Very concerned with what other people thought of me. Very concerned about if I would fit in. Very concerned that if I belonged, right? So this is the funny part. And I still am so, so embarrassed to admit this. It's so funny to me now, but in the moment, it was like the biggest thing for me, all right? So there was a person, a girl at the warehouse that I had a crush on. And for the longest time, that's why I stayed. I was like, all right, one day I'm going to ask her out. One day I'm going to tell her, all right? I did that for such a long time. And finally, you won't believe it. I built up the courage to tell this girl that I liked her. So what did I do? I was like, hey, I want to talk to you. I have something to tell you, right? In hindsight, horrible, horrible. Why wouldn't you just conversate with her first? Just have regular conversations with her on a day-to-day basis. Feel it out, Anthony, right? Those are the things I would tell myself. But it's so funny because obviously I had no clue. I was clueless. I was clueless, right? It's like trying to ride a bike without learning to ride a bike, right? You're just like wobbling all over the place, making mistakes, all right? So... One day after work, I was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you. I want to tell you something. Cool. So I finally build the courage and guts to tell this girl, hey, I have a crush on you. Right? And I said it just like that. Hey, I have a crush on you. And I just stayed silent, like as if I was expecting her to say, yeah, me too. What? And then it'd be all sunshines and rainbows. And that's when she was like, oh, my goodness. Thank you for telling me. I appreciate that, right? And in that moment, I was like so disappointed. I was let down, not at her, but in myself because I felt, again, like I was the problem. Like I didn't deserve to be there. I took this as a sign. I was like, you know what? My time here is up. There's no point in staying here, right? I don't really like the work. I was only staying here because I have this big crush on this girl. And now that I've told her, she doesn't feel the same way. I was heartbroken. I was honestly very, very sad, right? So the week following this, I started taking some time to myself. I started going to parks alone, sitting, observing nature, just kind of being in my own presence. And I think this is the first time where I started understanding the importance of being by yourself. This is when I started understanding the amount of value there is in being present and remaining in that presence, right? Sitting there, a park here in Houston somewhere, right? There was a bench, a swinging bench, if you can imagine that, overviewing a massive lake, the sun shining down on it, right? Sitting there on that bench, it looked like the lake was made out of crystal, right? There was just, it was gleaming, it was glossing, it was shining, it was a beautiful, beautiful sight. And I used to go there and just wonder, like, man, why didn't I do things differently? Why did I do that? Right? I was beating myself up for it. I felt very guilty for telling the girl I liked that I liked her. 
And I didn't feel guilty about that, but I felt guilty about the way I did it, right? Because I was like, man, why did, why did you just talk to her? All right, anyways, long story short, ended up leaving that job. Um, and then I got another job. And in my mind, this is how I convinced myself that I was doing the right thing. I decided to work at an HEB because I was like, I'm going to make more money. More money equals more happiness. Man, man, I was miserable. Now, hopefully HEB doesn't sue me because I didn't ever work there, right guys? It was, this is all just an imaginary story, all right? So working at an imaginary HEB made me miserable. This was the peak C virus word time where people were getting cartfuls of groceries, water, everything you can think of, toilet paper off of the shelves, everything. And I've never worked in a grocery store before. I never learned how to bag. So I struggled massively. I massively struggled with bagging orders and having no idea how to do that. Now, combine this with the fact that it was the busiest time of the year around Christmas. People were getting cartfuls of things. I felt so useless. I felt useless. I couldn't bag properly. I was feeling rushed. Customers, believe it or not, were being extremely rude. Don't bag that this way. Can you bag faster? Anything you can think of that was said was said. And you would think like, what? People actually say those things? Yeah, they do. And occasionally, by that same token, you have your really great people who say nice things like, oh, don't worry about it, take your time, or they would even tip you, which is awesome, right? What an awesome imaginary H-E-B, right? But in this place, I felt very lonely. I felt very depressed. This is where it really started to hit me. I felt lonely. I felt like I didn't have anybody I could talk to. It was a new environment, new setting, new people, new job, new manager. I didn't know anybody, right? Again, Combine this with the fact that I was socially awkward. Recipe for disaster. I was very alone. On my lunch breaks, I would sit in the lunchroom just journaling. I didn't want to look up at people because I was afraid, right? I did have my few conversations with some people, and they were very kind, right? The people were there awesome, right? It wasn't anything wrong with the people. It was I didn't understand how to communicate properly and how to have, how to have conversations with people, right? So... This is where it started to get very, very depressing. Okay, so then I ended up quitting that job. Okay, I wasn't happy there, I ended up quitting. The money was nice, but hours were horrible. I just wasn't happy. And this is where I got extremely depressed because I felt like I had no purpose in my life. I felt completely lost. And when I looked back on my year, I was like, Anthony, you're back at square one. You had multiple jobs. You didn't save any money at all. You didn't make any extra money. You made money, but then you spent it, right? You made money or then, I, I kid you not guys, after working seven jobs and over the course of a year, I had about $700 saved. Maybe even less, 700, I'm not sure. And I just felt so useless. I was like, a year, $700, that's all you have to, to show for yourself, that's it? And that drove me nuts, truthfully. I was very sad, I was very 
I felt very, very guilty, very disappointed in myself, very let down. And then I started getting into a victim mindset. I started getting into blaming everyone else and everything for the position I was in. It wasn't because Anthony didn't know how to have a conversation. It wasn't how to it wasn't because Anthony didn't know how to chase the things that made him happy. No, it was because the jobs are shitty, they didn't pay enough, and people don't ever say people don't ever talk to me. That was the reasons I gave myself. Right? But eventually I came to terms with it and truly understood that it was on me. Right? So not going to college, not working not making any money, not having real friendships. What was I doing with my life? That's the question I asked myself. And after a certain point, I couldn't find the answer to it. And that's when I got extremely depressed. For a month, maybe three, I don't remember, I stopped working out, which was my passion. I stopped. Not, I didn't go to the gym. I spent my days inside. I spent would go days, days, and days without talking to my brother, without talking to my parents. I would stay in my room all day. I would sleep 12 to 14 hours a day, believe it or not, just soaking in my misery and my loneliness because I thought this is the way it had to be. Every single day felt the exact same. I would wake up, brush my teeth, go downstairs, grab a drink, come upstairs, play video games all day, right? Talk to my friends maybe here and there, but that's pretty much it. And after month or maybe months of doing this, it caught up to me. I was miserable, I was lonely, I felt like I had no purpose. I thought this was the end of the line for me. I thought my parents wouldn't miss me, my family wouldn't miss me, my friends wouldn't miss me, and um, this is when I first started having suicidal thoughts. I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? How are we going to end it? And I still vividly remember the moment it was in because, believe it or not, I had, you know, my, la my life flash before my eyes. And it felt like I died for a second. It really did. So I was sitting in bed listening to some sad music because obviously if you're sad, you must listen to sad music. It just enhances the emotion <laughs> so I was sitting there in bed looking up at my ceiling wondering how am I going to do this and when I thought that I kid you not I started thinking everything in my life from my childhood to my friends I grew up with to elementary school to middle school to high school to college the jobs I worked, all the funny moments, everything I laughed at, all the great times I had, it all came to me at once. And I broke down. I just started crying and crying and crying and, and crying. And I couldn't stop crying because I thought that's it. Like, this is happening. My life is over. And um, thankfully, I don't know why, in that moment, I decided... I need help because if I do this alone, I'm not going to make it. And thank, I'm so thankful for doing that. I'm so thankful that I had the courage and, you know, wisdom to ask for help. And knowing that I wasn't going to be able to do it by myself because I was clearly losing to my thoughts. 
Um, and, and honestly, just want to take a moment to kind of reflect on that and see where my life is now. I'm extremely grateful. Like, uh, I never thought I'd be able to say I'm happy. But here I am, right? And it wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that day where, where I asked for help. So before I get into anything else, I want to make it very clear that if this is something you're struggling with, if you have ever felt this way, I want you to know that there is courage and there is strength in asking for help. There is no weakness in asking for help. There is weakness in shying away from it. And I encourage you, get the help that you need. Talk to somebody. Talk to your friends, your parents, somebody that you may not even feel, may not understand. Just do it anyways. I, I, I did, I'll go into it, but I talked to my friends. I needed to talk to somebody, right? And if you think your time is up, I promise you it's not. It just requires some effort for you to kick the door down and ask for some help. So I highly encourage you to ask for help, okay? So in that moment, I knew I needed to ask for help. So the next day... The people I talked to were my friends. And I told them, hey, I'm considering suicide and I need to talk to you or else I'm going to fall. Like I didn't I didn't say it that way, but in my mind I was like, if they if I can't talk to anybody, then all I have is myself. And um, they were extremely supportive, they were very understanding, they were very loving, they were very kind. And in that moment, that's exactly what I needed. That's exactly what I needed. I needed to feel loved. I needed to feel heard. I needed to feel cared for. And these amazing people helped pull me out of that state I was in. And for that, I'm extremely grateful and forever will be because now I have a life. Now I have uh, a business. Now I have a podcast where I can hopefully help others do the same thing I did years ago, right? And uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. So I'm extremely grateful. And the next day I woke up and I made myself a promise because it was, it felt like I was reborn. It felt like I was given another life because I was so certain I was going to die. It's, uh, it's one of those things where your brain believes it like it's it feels like it's going to happen and i really thought i was going to die that day and the next day i made a promise to myself that i would live every single day to the fullest and have i kept that promise for the most part of course i still have my bad days days where i get sad happy of course these are all very normal emotions these are and that, that's one thing i wish i knew that it's normal to feel sad it's very normal to go through these things right but i didn't at the time and now whenever these things come i know that i'm more than powerful enough and have the strength to overcome these things so i'm very thankful for that and um after that it was just about making one tiny improvement after another it took me three years from that point to get to where i am now to where I can say I'm, I'm fully happy, to where I can say I love my business and I love what I do, to where I can say I have a loving relationship, to where I can say I can have a conversation with somebody and, <laughs> and not be awkward about it. Man, that feels amazing. But it, uh, it didn't happen overnight. And it's not because you're not ready for it. And that's just something I want you to take in mind is 
sometimes things happen for a certain reason. Now, did it have to happen that way? I'm not saying. I'm not saying it had to, but I wouldn't be the person I am now if it didn't, right? So if you're listening to this, I just want you to know you are a very powerful person. You have the strength inside you to overcome anything that comes your way. Anything you may be going through right now is there in your life to make you a stronger person. Please, please do not quit on yourself. I mean that with all my heart as someone that almost did. Please do not quit on yourself. Ask for help. It is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength. Okay? And to wrap this episode up on a good note, we have episode number 10 next Thursday. And guys, fellas, if you're out there, don't tell a girl you like her before you even have multiple conversations with her. It's just awkward, right? Unless you guys just met each other. That's different. But please get to know the person you're talking to. It'll save you so much anxiety and awkwardness, okay? So cannot wait to see you guys here for episode number 10. I got a special episode for you guys next week. It'll be awesome. So make sure you tune in. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning into the Mind Over Matter podcast. I hope you have an amazing Thursday. Let me know what you think. Feel free to write me a written review in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I cannot wait to see you here next week. Peace.